Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And it made me happy to have made it and to see like, what would, that's what life would be like if I made different choices. Mm. And that's where kind of, I got started was, oh my gosh, I'm literally choosing to do all this work. Whoa. I, I don't want, I don't want to choose that. How, how did I choose that? I don't want to uh, unchoose, undo. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by the Bailey and Wood Burned In Teacher Award. As part of their Hometown Hero program, Bailey and Wood Financial Group wants to offer teachers an opportunity to get burned in at no cost to them. Each month, Jeremy High of Bailey and Wood Financial Group will award one nominee a $100 Visa gift card to treat themselves to a little self-care and a full scholarship to join the next cohort of the Burned In Teacher Mastermind. And hey, if you're burned in already, you can gift your scholarship into the mastermind to a teacher friend who you think could use the support of a community of educators who are dedicated to helping each other to grow through their burnout and continue teaching. To nominate yourself or a teacher friend for the Bailey and Wood Burned In Teacher Award, go to burnedinteacher.com nominate and tell us a little about you and this burned in teacher who could use a little extra something special in appreciation of their service as a teacher. Let's celebrate our hometown heroes together. Burn on. Hello there, Burn In Teachers, and welcome to episode 104 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I empower burned out teachers to believe that they deserve and can achieve a happier and more fulfilled career and life with my eight-step burned in process. And I am so excited to share with you the interview that I hosted with some fellow burned in teacher tribers, Kim and Hillary. Kim is a first grade teacher and Hillary is a seventh grade English language arts teacher. I originally asked them to come onto the podcast to share their transformation from burned out to burned in. And I especially invited them onto the show because they actually are burnout buddies within the burned in teacher mastermind. So if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that I just ended a cohort, the winter 2021 cohort of the burned in teacher mastermind. And Kim is a new mastermind member. And Hillary has been around for quite a bit longer. And they just clicked. And whenever I suggested in Burned In Teacher University in the Mastermind to find a burnout buddy that was at or near the same burnout stage, these two just clicked. But I just knew that I had to have them come on and tell their story. And more specifically, 
They told their stories so well and they shared so much that I just couldn't cut out (laughs) anything that they shared in this conversation. So what was going to be one interview, one podcast episode, has now turned into two. So this is part one of a two-part series of my interview with Kim and Hillary. And in this episode, part one, uh, episode 104, you're going to hear the before You're going to hear what their challenges were. You're going to hear what they struggled with, what they felt, what they were saying to themselves when they were struggling the most with teacher burnout. And you're going to start to hear a little bit of the beginnings of their transformation through the burned in process, through the mastermind, and through the community that they are such a big part of. So at the end of this part one, I will be joining you to give you some takeaways and some things to think about before part two launches next week. But if what you hear intrigues you and excites you and you want to learn more about how you can go on this journey as well, go to burnedinteacher.com slash waitlist and you'll be one of the first to know all of the details about the upcoming spring 2021 cohort of the burned in teacher mastermind i'm so excited about launching this again it's been so transformational and i know that you will want to know all the details as soon as possible so let's go ahead and dive into part one of my interview with kim and hillary and let's hear about the struggle that led them to decide to do something different so they could get different results Hillary and Kim, thank you so much for joining me today as burnout buddies on the Burn and Teacher podcast. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I'm super honored. Thank you so much, Amber. Really excited to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. So we were just chatting before I hit record and I said, I had to have you two come onto the podcast together as burnout buddies because we've never actually gotten a chance to have a conversation with all three of us. And I see you two face to face together, but I've only seen you two, you know, kind of banter back and forth during our group coaching sessions. And you can just feel the energy radiating from you two. So I just had to have you two come on together. <laughs> It definitely has been a pretty incredible connection that wouldn't have happened without burned and teacher. Like it would, that that's, I mean, it would not have happened at all. I love it. Well, and what's really interesting about your relationship and what I love about where I think this conversation will go is how different you two are in your amount of teaching experience and the grade level of teachers that or I'm sorry, students that you teach. So let's kind of dive in there. So uh, I'd love for each of you to kind of just give us a little bit of uh, background of, you know, how long you've been teaching, what do you teach, where do you teach, whatever you're comfortable telling us. So Hillary, you want to start off? Sure. Um, So I teach middle school. Um, I started in fourth grade, actually. So I do have elementary experience, Mm -hmm. um, but currently I teach seventh grade English. Um, So kids either love or hate me based on the book we're reading. (laughs) Um, And this is my 14th year teaching. So um, it's, you know, it's been this year in particular has been kind of a curveball. But I have had the pleasure of doing um, work with sixth graders and eighth graders and then tutoring, you know, through high school. So it's been kind of a wild ride, but that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. I do teach in New Hampshire in a small, small town. uh, called Bedford. Um, it's right outside of Manchester, which is a city that most folks will know mm-hmm. if they know anything about New Hampshire. 
Otherwise, it's like an hour uh, north of Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) That is more helpful to me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not super well versed in New Hampshire, but that is very helpful. Yeah, it's small up here. So, you know, our, our states can all fit inside of all the other states, um, but Massachusetts, yeah. most people know. <laughs> well, and actually that's something that you and Kim have in common as you both are from the New England area. So, so Kim, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, I'm Kim Woodruff and I've been teaching first grade for six years now. Uh, In fact, I taught five years in New Jersey, and I just recently moved to the Connecticut area, and I was lucky enough to grab on to first grade again because it really is where my heart is. Um, I love teaching that age level, and so I am almost one year under my belt already um, teaching first grade in a new state, uh, and that has been a whole lot of new and a whole lot of change. Uh, this year in a pandemic. So Mm -hmm. it's been a lot, but honestly, it's been a really fun and exhilarating and happy transformation and journey this past year um, that I was really ready for something new. So I'm excited to be where I'm at. Um, Of course, that comes along with some burnout with so much new happening at once. Mm -hmm. But um, that's one of the reasons why I was attracted to this burnout community because of people like Hillary, um, where we could connect and um, just kind of keep growing and and challenging each other and and seeing where it goes. Yeah, 100%. So let's dive right in. Really, I want to focus on what you were feeling and what struggles and challenges you were experiencing, you know, leading up to December when you decided to join. Um, now, Kim, I know you you joined in December into January. Hillary, you've been a member of the Burn-In teacher community uh, for a while, but tell us a little bit about, you know, what it felt like to be burned out in a pandemic with all of these changes already happening. Um, and, and just kind of what what brought you to, to feeling like you had to do something different? Sure. Um, I think... <laughs> I think my burnout honestly started not even just in the pandemic. I truly think it started years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Mind you, I'm only six years into teaching, so that's not very long. Um, I think my backstory really comes from having my heart set on wanting to be a teacher for literally my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, I looked up to my first grade teacher, my second grade teacher, my third grade teacher, my fourth grade teachers. Um, from such a young age, and that really stuck with me um, throughout my whole education. And when I reached the age of, I know very distinctly, when I reached the age of 25, I had everything that I had ever dreamed of and wanted. And then I kind of suddenly awoke and stopped myself and said, like, whoa, like I have everything I want, but I'm not really feeling very fulfilled and very happy. And I couldn't figure out that struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of fast forward a little bit. That's when I really took a deep dive into my own personal growth journey, which started with my own personal development. And that's been the whole past two and a half years about. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm 28 turning 29 now. So fast forward a few years into my personal growth journey. I was like, okay, I feel pretty good about that. Um, Daily gratitude, exercising, nutrition, personal growth, kind of check, check, check. I feel good about it. 
And then, of course, a pandemic arrives. And I always love the podcast platform to um, personally grow and listen to different things. And that's when I stumbled upon you, Amber, probably around last July. So um, right after we had finished that spring semester in a pandemic and also in the middle of me transitioning trying to find a job in a new state uh and not knowing what that was going to look like Mm -hmm. up until the wire Mm -hmm. so I think the burnout has been coming slowly all along and then this year I I truly made it my goal to really get focused in on and clear on what I want out of this profession because I, I want to stick with it and stay with it. I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to feel very good about what I'm doing with less pressure and less daily anxiety. So that's a little bit about where I've come from and where I still am right now. Cause it's definitely still a process of becoming burned in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It hasn't stopped yet. It's so interesting because like Hillary and I are like shaking our heads yes to all of the things that you're saying because it's so relatable. I can relate so deeply to that feeling of I have everything that I ever wanted. What is wrong with me? And I know you two have heard me say this before. What is wrong with me? And that's actually a very common statement for people who are feeling burned out. What is wrong with me? You know, in many different situations that you could be in. So I just relate to that so deeply. And I thank you so much for being so honest about what that feels like, because burnout, although we might all be saying the same thing is so deeply personal and so hurtful. And Hillary, can you, I mean, we've, like I said, we've been shaking our heads. Yes. But can you, can you kind of share your story and and maybe how you relate to Kim or, you know, how yours has been different? Yeah, absolutely. So Kim and I have actually had the pleasure of obviously talking um, separately. And one of the things that we discovered um, as we got talking is that part of the background of both of us is that personal development journey, the needing to figure out me first, right? Like figure out the things, you know, the childhood things, the the things that have just happened in life and what, what that has meant to me over time. And so that first bit took me a while. Um, And I thought that when I had me all set, I would love teaching again because I did. I loved it when I started. And so I thought, well, maybe it's me. So I'll fix me and then I'll love teaching again. And then it will be amazing because I will have fixed me and I'll love my job again. And I'll be back to having all the things I've ever wanted. And what I found was I actually, I kept getting moved, um, which is always the backwards compliment, right? It's the, you're so good. You could be anywhere. So we're going to move you, Mm. Um, which is really, really amazing in some ways. Like, thank you for trusting me with kids of any age. That's amazing. And also I've lost my roots now. Like when you've gotten, uh, you know, unrooted, it takes a bit of time to to grow those roots again. And I recognized as we first got started um, with Burned In Teacher, the idea that like to begin where you are and to really get clear on what happened, like where where did this begin? Mm-hmm. This actually began four years after I started teaching. That's wow. a long time to not yeah. know what's wrong, but know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really occurred to me that every time I've moved grades, it has always been out of my control. I have always been moved because it was good for kids. And that's an amazing thing. No doubt about it. I am grateful for the trust that superintendents and and principals have put in me. Absolutely. And also it meant that I didn't get the choice. So the power that I felt I didn't have became kind of a, well, I'll do, I'll do better. I'll do better this year. I'll do more this year. I'll be more involved. I'll, I'll attend extra things. I'll be more on the committees. I'll be in more groups. I'll, and so my whole life got consumed by needing to do all the things to prove that I was worth the move mm. and hope that it wouldn't get me moved again. Right. So let's just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> like <laughs> that is so deep. You know, it's interesting because I've heard this also happen to teachers when they do really well with students that other teachers quote unquote can't handle. Yes. That they give all of these students that need that extra love and attention and that, you know, that that firmness yet fairness that um, some teachers just don't do with well with, and that's, you know, that's not hating on anybody. It just, it, I've heard this come up so often that we we're going to give you these kids because you are so good with them and they are so exhausting. Like maybe you are good with them, but it's exhausting. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what I love about both of you is that you did both come into this, um, into this community and into the mastermind with the idea of you already seem to understand how important it is to develop yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that is one big piece of when you're challenged with burnout, one big piece of it is you have to grow yourself before or, and, or while thinking about how you fit into your environment or whether or not you fit at all. And so often we switch that environment You know, as I even have said on a recent podcast, we leave and go to a different environment thinking it's going to fix everything. And a lot of times it doesn't because we haven't done that inner work. I really love that you brought up that word environment and kind of the four walls. Um, I think a few years ago, I realized that I don't want um, my students to leave. I I want them to be able to learn beyond the four walls of my classroom. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge realization for me and how I'm showing up for them every day. Um, What am I, what do I want to teach them that I truly feel is so important? And at that point, I really was diving deep into my personal development and learning things about um, how important gratitude is daily and the importance of, um, daily movement and exercise. And as I was learning this, really the building blocks and the foundation for having such stability in myself, I found that my my struggling learners, I really wanted to teach my entire class about the importance of taking care of themselves. Mm. Uh, And that goes beyond the four walls of our classroom. That goes beyond teaching reading fluency and reading comprehension and math and science and social studies and all the things that elementary teachers teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I how can I kind of close this gap between what's expected of me and what's expected of my students and our standards? And how can I close this gap between really teaching my kids about self-care and education? And how if we're taking care of ourselves, we're going to be able to learn and grow to our fullest capacity. 
because if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't teach to my fullest capacity. Um, and really trying to bridge that gap for my first graders. Mm. And that's when I started doing a daily gratitude practice with them and gave them their own journals and incorporated more movement and mindfulness into it. And and really, it's been such a beautiful experience to now talk to some of my kids from two years ago, or rather their parents from two years ago, and mm. say that they're still doing daily gratitude, some of them, and still incorporating some of those things. So um, just to kind of get back to it, how are we making an impact beyond our four walls? Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good point because you're not only able then to, to use what you're learning about developing yourself, you're able to bring those practices to your kids. So Hillary, I know that you also have a passion beyond the four walls of your classroom, but in a little bit of a different way. I do. <laughs> Are you interested in sharing a little bit about that? Because I think it's important to address, and I, I should have asked as well, what type of burnout were you dealing with? before you, before, and, you know, even as you joined the burn and teacher mastermind. Yeah. So I was burned and unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was obvious once I, once I saw the, the potential labels, it was like, oh, well, duh. Like, <laughs> of course I'm burned and unbalanced. I work all the time. Um, <laughs> like, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I had never quite, I had never quite labeled it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I was tired. I was over it. I was bored. I would, you know, I had all these other words, but to have a phrase that really captured what was really going on with me Mm -hmm. um, and what I was really experiencing was pretty impressive. And it gave me something to like lock onto. Right. So um, I still do a lot of work um, that hasn't really changed, but now the work I do is different. Mm -hmm. Um, The work that I do is really for me. Um, So I still, you know, grade and plan and all of those things um, because that's part of my job, right? Right. (laughs) That doesn't go. Work is work. (laughs) (laughs) But um, kind of in my spare time, I have been working on um, Meet in the Middle online. And um, through that website, I've been able to start looking at helping families, right? Helping outside of my classroom, Um, helping families see that middle school is hard. And we don't always remember it um, because our brains kind of get erased a little bit mm. during those middle school years <laughs> with all the hormones and all the chemicals. Um, and so parents, like adults will remember, oh yeah, that was tough. And oh, I had acne or oh, I had a fight with my friend and that was like the end of my world. They'll remember those big moments, but they won't remember the day-to-day um, roller coaster of emotions and feelings and thoughts and wonderings and worries and Um, peers and all like that all gets kind of lumped into middle school was hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so um, helping folks that are not just my students, um, but helping adults to see what middle school is like, whether it's caretakers, whether it's teachers who are lost, who have forgotten or Mm -hmm. who are dealing with the difficult kid and don't have it right now because they're also on their own journey of figuring out what's going on with them. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes you come into school and, and you're, you don't have all that you want to be able to give. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's kind of where Meet in the Middle has come for me and developing the, um, the blog posts and the products to go with it has just been kind of this side passion project that just makes me happy mm-hmm. to be able to help other kids who have never met me who might never meet me because it's their, their caretakers or their teacher who met me. Um, those are things that, that just make me so happy to be able to help um, the grownups survive middle school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To have that different audience. For sure. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about, and I don't, I don't mind who goes first. Tell us a little bit about how you've grown through your burnout, because one thing we're big on in the burned in teacher community is to change the way we talk about our burnout, um, that we're not fighting it. We're not trying to beat it. We're actually using it as an opportunity for growth. And that makes a lot of people kind of cock their heads and like, look at you funny a little bit. Um, especially when they hear it for the first time, because they're like, what do you mean grow through my burnout? Like I'm a hot mess. I'm miserable. Like I don't want to grow. I just want to make it through, or I want to beat it, or I just want to, you know, they don't know what they want. Uh, So can you tell us how, how these experiences, how meeting each other as burnout buddies, you know, what, how are some ways that you have grown through your burnout? I have kind of the pleasure of having seen a bit of the burned in teacher before the mastermind. So Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of a precursor during the pandemic, Mm. when the world was shut down and life was hard. And at the time, everyone was working too much because we were in a pandemic and we were home Mm -hmm. and there was no like off switch to school. So I got started with it because I knew that I already worked a lot and I was working even more. And that was like, I can't, like, this isn't feasible forever. There's no way I can keep up. Um, And so I kind of joined with like a, huh, let's see what happens. (laughs) I think, I think you did like a free week or like you did a free thing and you were like, let's do your, like, what's your dream schedule? And I was like, what? Dream schedule? Oh, 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 get, let's do that. Yes. <laughs> what is my dream schedule? I want time to read. I want time to like relax and maybe watch some TV. Mm-hmm. I want time. Like I, like just thinking through what I wanted instead of what I was doing, um, was mind blowing. And I had done it with like bitmojis and I was super excited and I posted it. <laughs> it was like, I remember seeing those posts and I was like, dang, like gold star. You, (laughs) you earned it. That was above and beyond. It was amazing. And it made me happy to have made it and to see like, what would, that's what life would be like if I made different choices. Mm. And that's where kind of, I got started was, oh my gosh, I'm literally choosing to do all this work. Whoa. I, I don't want, I don't want to choose that. How, how did I choose that? I don't want to uh, unchoose, undo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the only way out was through, right? Like there was no magic pill. There was no like, oh, you just use this thing and ta-da, you're done. It was this, here's the process so that you can have those choices 
and you know that you have choices mm -hmm. and that when choices are presented, you know what you want. Because for a really long time, I'd say, I don't want to teach anymore, but I don't know what else I could possibly do. And so uh, like knowing that there were choices, even if they wouldn't like, I mean, obviously reading wasn't going to pay me, although maybe if I was in audible, I don't know, <laughs> like, like that wasn't going to pay me enough to, you know, have a house, but it was something that I hadn't booked into my time. And so I just allowed myself to keep working because I was already started working, so I might as well finish this thing. And oh, that's that idea. I'll do this thing next. And so, like we've all, like we all know, teaching doesn't end unless you decide to end it. Like unless you say pause for the night. And especially since the pandemic, you know, I was talking to my husband's uncle yesterday, and his wife, who is not a teacher, she works in finance said she has been working at home. He said, I can't get her off of her computer. She works all the time. And of course my mind goes to my gosh, like the pandemic and working from home has changed everybody's lives. Who does, who do not set boundaries Yes, around their choices. All right, Vernon teacher. So I decided to cut off the interview here after talking about choices because, wow, I mean, as different as Kim and Hillary's stories are and the different seasons that they are in in their lives, there are a couple of similar threads throughout this interview, throughout this struggle that they're sharing, and even part of ways that they have begun to transition from being burned out to becoming burned in teacher. So I want to leave you with a couple of questions. The, the common thread is that we continue to come back to choices. Either choices that we were making that we're adding to or taking away from our burnout or choices that were being made for us. And I think it's really important. And here's what I want to kind of give you to really marinate on for the next week. What are truly choices that you are or may have made in the past that are currently contributing to your burnout? What are choices that you're making that are within your control that maybe you haven't had a chance to really think about and reflect on that could be contributing to your burnout? And this is a really important time of year to do this. You know, it's springtime. This is the time of change, you know, not, not just seasonally, but, you know, in the education communities. Um, there's a lot of change here. And I think that this is an opportunity for you to think about choices that have been made in the past and begin to maybe make some changes based on those choices. Now that you are seeing uh, the power behind paying attention. Now, also, as part of this interview, you noticed that there were choices that, and I'm sure you have experienced this, I experienced this in my own teaching career, choices that are made for us that we may not have chosen for ourselves. And what it is that we can or cannot do moving forward to change our beliefs, the way we're using our time or our future actions to make the best out of those situations and therefore having a ripple effect on our choices moving on in the future. So 
what choices are you making that are adding to or taking away from your burnout? And what choices are being made for you? And what can you realistically do about them? I encourage you to share your thoughts, share your reflections inside the free Burned In Teacher podcast community at facebook.com slash groups slash Burned In Teacher. And of course, I also encourage you to sign up for the waitlist so you can learn more about an opportunity that's coming for you to process your struggle with a group of teachers that want nothing more than to support you. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash waitlist. And as always, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. I'll see you next week when I share with you part two of this interview where we'll learn about the transformation of Kim and Hillary. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the burned in teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.